Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the podcast universe. It's me, Hey Archer, and I'm bringing you a little bit different of a video today. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Aaron Waller, who's a fellow creator, a fellow YouTuber, and fellow nerd who loves uh, reviewing shows just like I do. So we both met through our reviews of DC Universe's Titans, and he was doing episode reviews, I was doing my two-minute reviews, and we decided that for the finale, we would actually sit down together, discuss season two, discuss the show as a whole. So in this episode, you're going to be hearing our sit-down talk on season one and what our expectations were of season two. If you want to see part two to this, you can find that on Aaron Waller's channel. If you do want to see the video version of this, you can find that on my channel, Hey Archer. Links to those will be in the description of this episode. If you actually do want to hear part two in an audio format, please let me know. Social media, across the platforms, Hey Archer. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let me know if you want to hear part two in podcast format. Otherwise, enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Hey Archer. It is me, Hey Archer, with a special guest today, Aaron Waller, who does uh, Titans reviews as well as some other awesome reviews on his channel. In today's video, we're actually both going to be discussing Titans Season 2. If there's time, we'll even go into what will happen in Season 3 or what we'd like to happen in Season 3. But it's actually going to be in two parts. So the first part will be here on my channel. And then the second part will be linked up above, and you can go to Aaron's channel and watch that. But make sure you subscribe to Aaron's channel so you can see all of his videos like the Watchmen reviews and other movie reviews that you guys actually may enjoy. So, Aaron, thanks again for being on the channel. And Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I, of course, am a big fan. I'm trying to remember. I think, I think we hit each other up on Instagram first uh, because of a hashtag. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was hashtag. I don't remember what episode. Though. I want to say it was right around Aqualad. So like three, four? Yeah. Something like that. that sounds right, yeah. Because, yeah, that was, um, yeah, we were both doing the reviews at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then that's what kind of got us linked up in there. Yep. So um, I guess since you are a new friend of the channel to everybody who's watching, why don't we give like a quick kind of intro on each other? Okay. Um, so I like to always ask what, shows got you into you know dc or even superhero shows in general or even if it was movies or comics what what was it that grabbed your interest okay so what really got me into dc i mean i've been dc pretty much all the way forever um Mm -hmm. marvel's great on what they're doing with their cinematic universe and all that i know there's a big following of that but i've been dc for life i think what really started with me i can't be a hundred percent positive about this but was like my grandparents used to record like the old Batman show, like mm-hmm. the 60s one, like on VHS tapes. And nice. so I would just watch those when I was at their house. So that was like my first Batman intro. And then I growing up in like the 90s with the animated series and just took off from there. So everything Batman, that was my jumping off point, but mm-hmm. it just sort of spread throughout the DC universe. 
did you ever get like into comic books or the video games that were DC related? I did. Um, I've got a lot more into the comics lately. Um, mm -hmm. I think, and I say this a bunch of times through various videos, a lot of the comics that I've been into a lot were like the Injustice ones. I would love oh, to yeah. see some kind of ad adaptation outside of the video game of the actual mm -hmm. storyline of it. Um, mm -hmm. Somehow, probably through animation would be easiest because <laughs> there's a yep. lot of crazy stuff there. Um, but there's a lot of great comics out there. And then I let, I got also introduced to a lot of the comics through the animated movies, uh, Flashpoint, um, Justice League Doom with the tower things called Tower of Babel. Um, yep. So like just it kind of started as a point jumping off point um, with animation, then going back to source material, the comics and really learning more from there, having a lot more in depth. Yeah, no. And um, that's the thing is the, the one, the one part that DC like hits it out of the park with um, lately, they've been a little rocky, but normally traditionally they hit it out of the park when it comes to all of the animated material primarily in recent years it's been the animated movies so yeah like the jump off point for everybody was probably the batman animated series and one of the things as a kid that i liked was that was like the one show i was watching in the afternoons that i felt maybe i was too young to be watching because you know you're watching power rangers and you're watching like vr troopers and all this other stuff and everything kind of had like a kiddie vibe to it but you know in batman it's it was more like kind of gritty it was darker um, characters die in the show. So it's always kind of like that. Oh, this is like the more mature type thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I loved, um, the rogues gallery in general. Uh, yeah. I think that that's one of the best selling points about Batman is just, it can go anywhere. I think the only sort of counterpoint to that in Marvel is Spider-Man where right. he's just got so many different villains. He can do anything. Um, right. so Batman really did that. Um, but also, really awesome uh, drop of VR Troopers. I thought maybe <laughs> I was one of the only people that remember that. <laughs> oh, no. We are VR Troopers. <laughs> so, like, VR Troopers and Beetleborgs, nobody talks yeah. about, but I oh, remember yeah. them, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it it's funny, because you're watching it, and you're like, these all seem like they're coming out of the same studio as far as the fighting stuff. But none of the fighting cinematography matches what's happening on the show. Yeah, and that's when you grow up and you realize, oh yeah, they were taking all the Japanese footage, and then just adding all the Americans later. And Have you all watched the, same the stuff. Toys That Made Us series at all on Netflix? I I started and I just never finished it. Okay, I just recently watched the Power Rangers ones. They touch a little bit about that, but yeah, that might have been the one I watched actually. Okay, okay, <laughs> but it was one of those like I've I've watched so many. Um, there's another YouTube channel. I I can't think of the name of it now, and they'll do like uh, what happened to. Mm -hmm. And it's usually about like eighties and nineties type cartoons. Okay. Um, so they even did one on Power Rangers. Um, they did one on recently. I was watching the one on Gargoyles because okay. that's one of my favorite cartoons too. Right. But um, yeah, you know, Batman. Eventually, Justice League became my th like. Justice League was everything to me. Like right. that series was so good. Um, the fact that they can carry plot lines for more than one episode. Yeah. and keep you engaged week over week, I thought was amazing. Like that, to me, no show animated has done that until um, Clone Wars. Like Clone Wars is probably the other show that can have story arcs that go multiple episodes mm -hmm. and keep you intrigued, even though it's week over week, not like a binge. 
But um, yeah, the comic books, it's funny. I got into those, uh, I think in college for a little bit. Um, then I realized I was spending hundreds of dollars a week on them. And I was like, I should probably find something else to spend my money on. No, but, um, I, I kind of been having a back and forth with a lot of comics. Like I'll be really into them. And then, but I have to be into them when the storyline's completed. Yes. It's hard to be into something that's you have to wait the next month for. I think, I don't know if it's just the society we live in now mm-hmm. and just like how we interact with media and stuff like that. Um, but I was reading a comic for a little while. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember if it was a Batman one or like a Power Ranger, something comic that had to wait month after month. And then I forgot after a while that I was reading. <laughs> and then I don't remember the storyline and it was, it just made it too complicated. So I, I, dedicated to if it's finished i'll read it if it's not an ongoing i'm just gonna wait well it's funny that you mentioned that because you and i and a very small minority apparently of people got really into this tv show Mm -hmm. that was on this little app called dc universe the little app that could if you would (laughs) and we all got invested on something that you would have to go week over week and it seems to have let us down as it continued. Yep. So I think for the sake of the viewers, because um, I don't, and correct me if I'm wrong, you didn't review season one, right? I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. I, I did didn't go. Season one. Um, it was very much like this season, to be honest with you. Really? Very, very hit and miss. There were a lot of good things I saw, but mm-hmm. there's more bad than good. But um, yeah, I did do season one. So going into season one, right, when they, let's think back, if you could, to when the show was announced, mm-hmm. what were your expectations of the show going into Titans as a whole? I knew that it was not going to be the Teen Titans that the, the animated show. I knew it wasn't going to be that completely, but mm-hmm. I think part of me hoped that it would kind of carry that flavor or that energy. Mm. Um, what really kind of, got me and i think this was one of the big selling points of mm-hmm. titans was mm-hmm. that first i think it was the first trailer one of the announcement or whatever when you get robin with his fuck batman line i think that drew, drew a lot of people so i was like okay where are we going with this because it was never a beef with them right cause them i mean there was a beef that caused him to leave but right it never seemed like he had that grudge against them. Right. Sure. And it's funny because that line, I mean, that, that Comic-Con year, whatever it was, mm-hmm. like that shook everybody. Because yeah. some people, like yourself, you're like, oh, I'm intrigued. What is this? And then for me, like, I, I tend to fall into like a purist kind of category. Mm-hmm. Because if there's, if there's one version of something that's really good, I always say just use that and go right. off of it. So when I saw that dark and gritty aspect, I was kind of thrown off. And I was like, what are you doing with my Titans? Because to me, Teen Titans is the best version we've had to date. Uh, so that kind of actually threw me off. Uh, so then when you watch the first episode, uh, and I apologize, I didn't know you reviewed that first channel, no, uh, the first series. No uh, So when you watch the first more episode content of Titans... Go back to you. No, I'm just kidding. No, that's true. And more content for you viewers to go watch. When you, when you watched that first episode, mm-hmm. did you fall in love with it? Or were you just like, I'll see what happens? It was definitely, I'll see what happens. There mm-hmm. was, 
certain aspects because if I remember right, the first episode was very much it was kind of like half Dick, half Rachel Raven centric. Yes, um, where she was off and like got into like the police station and then found out about him being Robin. He didn't really take the Robin mantle, I think, until a couple episodes, right? Or put on the suit. I think they saw um, having a case or something like that, but I don't remember if he put on the suit in the first episode. He, they, uh, the first episode has him in it when he does the, the fuck Batman line. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, and then it's primarily him as, you know, Detective Grayson. Yeah. Um, that was kind of strange. Uh, he was yeah. in Detroit, right? Yep. Which... If they were going to use anything, why not use Bloodhaven? Yeah. Yeah, why not? What? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we, we established Gotham. We yeah. know Gotham is a place here. Mm-hmm. Why not just use Bloodhaven? Hey, do you remember when Dick Grayson on Titans was a cop? Because I feel like they <laughs> forgot just in general. <laughs> they uh, they did that for sure. Yeah, because they, I think they... they and used when he was in the, they used it when he was in jail. They mentioned it when he was in jail this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was the only time. Detective Grayson, right? Uh huh. That's about it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> <laughs> like you built. Oh, oh, I remember. Um, yeah, wasn't it? Unless I'm confusing shows here. Didn't when that when so the first episode he does wear the Robin suit to do that fight thing, and then yeah, he's you know in the police station, and the cops are like, oh, who's the new hot shot from Gotham City? Right. And then there was. There was the um, there was that female cop, yeah, that he was like friends thing. with, mm-hmm. and then it wasn't until that remember there was that family of assassins, and they offed her, and I was like, oh, she actually was a pretty interesting character, mm-hmm. kind of like Detective Montoya from uh, the normal Batman universe, right? And, and then they just got rid of her and got rid of all of that. Yeah, and speaking of that assassin family, that was probably one of the most intriguing parts as I was watching the season. Yeah. That Again, kind of just got they just dropped it. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's I feel like the tale of this of this show is just hey, do you remember blank? Because mm-hmm. the first the first episode, I actually didn't like it at all. I thought you know Robin being that way was too gritty, mm-hmm. and the cinematography for some reason was bothering me. Okay. And when they were introducing Raven, I was like, okay, this is an interesting angle that they're doing with her. But for some reason, it just rubbed me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until it wasn't until the Hawk and Dove episode, when they first got introduced, mm-hmm. that I actually was like, oh, I actually kind of like where this is going. Yeah. They, and I actually kind of said this, and I think it applies to both season one and two. Mm-hmm. That, and I said this in my season two finale video, mm-hmm. um, that if you took the entirety of Titans, mm-hmm. what it is on the app now. Mm-hmm. And you just shuffled around certain things. Mm-hmm. It would probably make a lot more sense. Yeah. Be a lot more well-received than it actually is. But how they chop it up and try to build the universe and the team mm-hmm. just didn't really make any sense. I like right. the dark and gritty Robin because Robin has had a really bad reputation over the past few years, ever mm-hmm. since Batman Forever with Chris right. O'Donnell. So he's right. been, I mean, even if you want to go back to the original show, the 66 show of Burt Ward, 
that was campy, but I mean, Robin's never really had a good reputation. Right. But he's always been one of my favorite characters. Yep. Just Dick Grayson in general. His progression from being picked up by Batman to become Robin, to become Nightwing, to even taking the Batman mantle himself. So yep. how that progression was going to go about, if they needed to make Robin appealing, they'd probably have to make him dark. Because a right. lot of people want that now. Right. But then it was confusing because, so he was that dark, which mm-hmm. it was cool to see because you're like, all right, you can finally, I, I always, um, I wish I could remember where I got this from. Mm-hmm. There was that, oh, oh it was um, Joker said it to Batman, where he's like, you're one bad day away from being me. Mm-hmm. I always have this fixation with characters where I'm like, what is going to be their bad day? What's going to be mm-hmm. that moment? Mm-hmm. So it, at one point I was like, okay, I do like the fact that he is pissed off, that he is angry and all of that. Mm-hmm. But then where I got confused and where, again, with the show, you're like, hey, do you remember when? Is they start saying that Batman is a killer and mm-hmm. that Batman crossed the line and Dick could not bring him back. And then in him crossing the line, Jason Todd, who's in New Robin, also frequently crosses the line. And as the show went on, I thought maybe it turns out that Trigon is manipulating the world, right? The world's just an angrier place. Or maybe there was some angle with that. Mm -hmm. Um, But then as the show ended, you're like, like, oh, Batman's not a killer. All this is not even in Dick's head. At one point, I thought maybe it was in Dick's head. Mm -hmm. But they kind of took that, like, you know, Batman has turned into almost like Thomas Wayne Batman. Mm-hmm. And they kind of threw that out, unless I missed it, and they and there was somewhere where they explained that. I could be wrong on this. I remember they said that Batman crossed the line, but I feel like they never really elaborated on that. It wasn't until they said Batman killed the Joker when he was when Dick was kind of having that weird dream sequence. Was that? Yeah, because he was in he was affected by Trigon. I think that's when he ha- when we had that. Like Batman, actual, he was kind of like chasing him and killed him in a vacuum. Yeah, but but they but they acknowledged. I think they said that he killed Joker. That was what pissed Dick off. Is he was like, he finally did it. I don't remember to be honest with you. We might have to do a recap on that. We'll have to rewatch. I guess we have to rewatch season one again. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> Being 100, I don't know if I want to. Yeah, but was there? So, um, I guess what were the things about season one that you liked that you were hoping season two would kind of elaborate on? I just wanted. I think Robin was my main jumping off point from the get go. Mm-hmm. Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Hawk and Dove, like you said, mm-hmm. characters yeah. that honestly. I really knew nothing about from the comics at all. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but Hank and uh, Don killed it. Like even this season, they were probably one of the most interesting things. Yeah. Um, the weirdest thing was like how they tried to sh- shoehorn in uh, like doom patrol and like all this other weird stuff that, that I think that was like episode four. <laughs> When they mm-hmm. tried to essentially launch another show off of the back of a show that was just yeah. starting that didn't have traction 
on an app that didn't have traction. So that was kind of weird. But um, I think those were the two really selling points. I wasn't really too invested in, I want to see what they would do with Beast Boy, which is still Tiger Boy to me because he hasn't done anything else. Um, right. <laughs> but other than that, no, nah, I mean, I think those were the main ones. There wasn't really anything. They always kind of teased me into continuing in the first season yeah. with like the family of assassins or with um, Robin burning his suit or yeah. um, when Don, Don, yeah. When Don got thrown off of the roof. Yeah. The episode. Like they yeah. always seem to somehow get me to come back and watch it. Yeah. Um, I would sit through 45 minutes of frustration and then they would just kick me in the pants and okay, now I want to know more and now yeah. I want to see the next episode. So yeah. they kept me on that train the entire first season with that method. Yeah, no. And you actually, uh, to go back a step, you hit the nail on the head season or episode four was when Doom Patrol shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but yeah, I forgot about that. Like that, that episode, maybe that I'm looking at the list now of the episodes. Mm-hmm. It, it may have been episode seven. Um, but that, yeah, when they threw Dawn off the, the roof, it's like, it's like, wow, they're actually willing to off their own yeah. main characters. Um, but then that's another thing. It's like, you did this to her. She's just a human. Like, it's not that she has any extra powers. Yeah. And it's not like she just fell a couple, you know, a couple feet. She fell, they launched her in the air and she went off the roof and down. I think she crashed through like some pigeon cages or something that they had on the roof. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fell at least six to seven stories. Yeah, and was in a coma. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then they just kind of they're and like, I "Yeah, don't worry about it." Was it Raven that got her to wake up or something like that? Like, no, she, she woke up on her own. I think. No, she woke up on. Oh, her own. Oh no, no, dream having, sequence, right? Yeah, she was having some kind of like connection with her, or I don't remember how it worked out. But, I think you're right. I think she went into she her mind. She woke up and was like, we have to help Rachel to Hank or something like that. Yes. Yes. That's right. So yeah, Raven did did get into her mind. So I guess we actually did see that power before at some point. But um, cool. Um, so I think this would be a great point to now jump into part two of this episode. Yep. And for all of you watching, of course, thanks for watching. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. But in part two, we're actually going to go over to Aaron's channel and we're going to talk about season two as a whole to see if it actually met our expectations. I think you already know the answer to that, but just for entertainment's sake, to see if it met our expectations and to see if it actually improved on some of these parts from uh, season one to see if we're excited about season three. Because I think you might agree here, when season one ended, I don't know about you, but I actually was excited for season two because I was like, all right. Let's see how big this world gets with Trigon. Yeah, when season one ended, um, I know we're running over now trying to do an outro. Uh, when yeah. season one ended, uh, they ended on the wrong episode. No, yes. Not the wrong episode, but they pushed the season finale opener. to one opener. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that was, I think, part of the problem. Because <laughs> it did end <laughs> in something interesting, but at the same time, the finale the opener was the finale and you can see that. Yes. It was blatantly obvious. They even, if you, if you compare 
that uh, was at episode 10 into episode 11, you can actually see the actors actually look different mm-hmm. in some of the shots, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So thanks everybody for coming by to listen to this Titans talk, Titans review, Titans recap episode. Um, I want to give a special thanks to Aaron Waller for stopping by just so we can chop it up. And if you guys actually want to see part two to this, you can find that on his channel. That's Aaron Waller on YouTube. If you want to watch the video version of this episode, you can actually find that on my YouTube channel. Hey Archer, don't forget to go over to his social media platforms Aaron Waller YT on Twitter and Instagram. Let him know that you enjoy this podcast episode with him. And we hope to actually do some more of these, not only in Titans, but on other nerdy shows and movies that we enjoy. So once again, I want to thank you guys for stopping by. Hey, Archer episode 183 coming at you uh, next week. And I will talk to you guys soon. Peace.